Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What do you do when you take in a friend who's fallen on hard times and they start wearing your clothes? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my 27-year-old female, boyfriend, 27-year-old male of two years, doesn't want to spend Christmas together again. So this actually happened last year and I made this same Reddit post about this. My boyfriend and his family are very close, much closer than a lot of families I've witnessed, and I guess Christmas is this special time for them to dive back into childhood memories together. But my boyfriend and I have lived together for two years now. We're best friends and do everything together. Regardless, just like last year, he doesn't want me to be a part of Christmas Eve or morning with him this year. My family lives across the country and it was too expensive for me to fly this time of year, so essentially I'll be spending this Christmas alone again. He said I could come join them later in the day on the 25th for a bigger family dinner. My mom was ready to pay for my tickets to avoid this happening again, but I feel bad so I told her not to worry. My friends have agreed that this would be hurtful for them too, but I'm looking for more perspective. When I spoke to him last night, he said it shouldn't be a big deal that he wants to spend time with his family and that he guesses they're just a weird family who likes to have alone time together. My opinion is that families change and grow and that Christmas is about making people feel included, but let me know what you think. I mean, I don't think their family wanting to have just their family in a Christmas celebration is too weird of an idea of a concept, but I can fully understand how you would be disappointed and feel left out. I wouldn't be able to help but feel like they're choosing to commit to you and then during a very important time of the year choosing another group of people over you. I just don't know how happy long term you can feel when you feel like you're always left on the outside because you're not biologically related to these people. Also hi, I'm Steven and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is my 28-year-old female, father, 66-year-old male, was released from prison after a decade. I, 28-year-old female, took care of his dogs, taxes, finances, and properties during his incarceration. At the start of his prison sentence, he would call me and make demands of what I do with my time and money and ask me for a detailed list of where my money goes. He had sent people over to my house to pop in and ask me these questions and check on different valuable items. After dealing with that and a year of incessant questioning, I just stopped answering the phone unless it was his birthday or Christmas. I always wanted a good relationship with my father. I didn't answer his calls since it seemed he'd forgotten what life on the outside was like. However, I still sent him cards for every holiday and season change. I mailed him magazine and newspaper subscriptions, pictures of his dogs, etc. Once in a while, I would type out a long letter as a life update and mail it to him. I preferred it this way as he could reread the letter multiple times or reference it so that there was no mistake what I was trying to communicate to him. It was just easier that way, and it was easy to set this boundary when he was in prison. When he went to prison, he had three houses he owned outright, three other properties he owned outright, and one rented garage property. 
I spent my years 18 to 26 working multiple minimum wage jobs to ensure that he lost nothing during his incarceration. Property tax, home repairs, new gas lines, appliances, etc. His oldest dog passed away and then his youngest dog passed away seven months before his release. But everything else was available to him the moment he rejoined the real world. From pots and pans to appliances and properties, everything was there for him. At around 26, I got an adult job, so I no longer had to work four jobs to make ends meet. I bought a starter home with my significant other, and we got married the following year. We're just starting our life together. Now that he's out, he is constantly asking me to loan him crazy amounts of money that I don't have. For example, $5,500 for a motorcycle, etc. And I have to explain to him that I do not have money like that. If I visit or speak with him, he'll ask me for a large amount of money like that and then he'll ask for $5,000 or $500 or $100 or $50 and that I cannot leave before giving him $50 or agreeing to pay an $89 fee for his parole or something, etc. He has begun his incessant questioning and calling again. He will send me message after message before 6am. Then call 5 times when I'm getting ready for work, send multiple texts, and call me 17 plus times while I'm at work. About 30 minutes before I'm done with work, he'll begin the back-to-back calling again. And then he'll call and text me all night long and then the cycle restarts. My husband is very patient with my father and doesn't say anything negative about the situation to me. But I can tell it bothers him as my dad will also ask my husband for money, who he never met or spoke to before his release from prison. I'm sure to him it seems like all of a sudden this stranger popped up and is behaving radically and relentlessly. The only comment my husband has made is that he's surprised by how infantilized my father is or makes himself. For reference, my father is the typical paranoid boomer who is the first person to tell you you're not working hard enough, etc. I think the bottom line is accepting that boundaries are going to be difficult, just in the sense that it's going to cause them to act out, it's going to cause some kind of separation probably. You not fessing up money every time he asks for it and doing everything he's trying to ask of you and pressure you to do, they're probably going to turn that into a situation where they say, well, you never cared about me, I knew this is who you were the whole time, and maybe becoming okay with knowing that they might not be accepting of you having boundaries and therefore be willing to blow the relationship up over it. This next story is my 35-year-old male, fiancé 33-year-old female, wants her mom to move in with us after we get married. My fiancé and I just got engaged with plans to get married late next year. As we've discussed wedding details and living arrangements, we agree to move in together after we're married. She's dropped some not-so-subtle hints that she wants her mom to stay with us. A little background, her mom was evicted from her apartment earlier this year. My fiancé's family had already intended for the mom to move in with my fiancé once she got her own place. My fiancé's siblings also play a part in this. Her younger sister is married and flat out said no. The mom can't move in with her. The other sister said no. The brother, who lives in a rural town far from the city, said the mom can live with him. However, the mom said no to that because she doesn't want to live in the rural town. Once the eviction happened, the mom temporarily moved in with the married sister while my fiancé was closing on her house. My fiancé requested some time to enjoy her new space, but the sister basically said freak all that. She made sure the mom transferred her job close to my fiancé's house and then proceeded to drop her off with an air mattress. Whenever we discuss living together, she drops her mom into the arrangement. 
Whenever I question it, she brings up how her mom can't afford to rent her own place, the sibling situation, and how she wants her mom to be happy and comfortable. Then she always ends it with, what if it were your mom? One last detail about the mom, she doesn't help with any bills and often sends the money she does make back home to help with my fiance's youngest brother, not the one I mentioned earlier. My personal belief is we... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We need privacy and our own intimate space for our eventual marriage to succeed. And from personal experience, once family is in, they're nearly impossible to get out. I watched my aunt attempt to take my grandmother's home and money away from my mom and uncle after she moved in with my grandmother. Another story for another day. The mom doesn't show the ability or desire to move out on her own. I agree wholeheartedly with OP. Don't let her weasel her way in. I mean, you're having such a fundamental disagreement. I don't think there's any salvaging or making this work. Our next story is, I, 35-year-old female, think my partner, 33-year-old male, might be doing an Alan Rickman in Love Actually on me. What to do? Okay, bear with me. Me, 35-year-old female, and partner, 33-year-old male, together 12 years, kids, house, etc., Things have been off this year. I thought because we had another baby and just getting through a tough pregnancy and those tough first months, but now feeling like there's more to it on his part. I found a receipt for a jeweler. See where this is going? He has only bought me jewelry on three occasions. And this item is not something I would choose for myself. Immediately, alarm bells went off. There is nobody's friends or family he would have bought it for. So I checked our shared bank account. It appears he used a pay-in-for service to purchase the item, so I can't see where the purchase was made in the transaction but the amounts equal same. It's not unusual for us to do pay-in-for when buying gifts for each other, so it's a surprise. I feel sick. Should I confront him now and ask who the gold is for, or give him the benefit of the doubt and see if this is what I unwrap on Christmas Day? I'm already having visions of crying to Joni Mitchell. I would definitely document whatever, take a few screenshots if you need it, and then hold back and actually make sure that you're not doing anything too rash or premature. I mean, it's possible even if they do know your jewelry preferences that they messed up or they thought something was so beautiful that you'd look past it or something. Or it could have been a gift for a sister or a mother. Once you get past Christmas, you'll really know where to pivot from there. Our next story is, my 48-year-old female, husband, 52-year-old male, said I act old and boring. I know I do, so maybe we aren't compatible? Married 15 years, he went back to school for a grueling program. One thing about him is he is incredibly driven, he constantly has goals. 
He's certainly not a rest on your laurels type. I'm much more laid back. We are polar opposites in this area. I definitely try to help him a lot, but also I find his ambition a bit exhausting at times. He's always chasing something, and it always takes a lot of work. And once it's been achieved, he never just enjoys it. It's on to the next project. It's been this way forever. I have, I think, some resentment towards this constant more, more, more attitude he has, mainly because I'm definitely not like that at all. I'm happy with where I am. Meanwhile, he's always said to me, but why wouldn't you want to be more? The best there is? I don't know why, but I just don't care at all about that. As long as I'm happy and have enough, I don't need to constantly strive for more. When he decided to go back to school, I was apprehensive because I knew it would be an exhausting, difficult two years. But since he was determined, I was supportive. He is very nocturnal, while I'm the exact opposite and have to be in bed by 11pm, so he's often stayed up until 3am studying. Tonight he wrote his final exam for this semester. He contacted me at 10pm when he was done. I'd already had a bath, was in my pajamas, and in bed. He wanted me to come meet him, 25 minute drive, and drink and go play pool until it closes, 2am. There was no prior warning that he wanted to do this. I've been so tired lately, need to look into that, and I said no, I didn't have the energy. He got frustrated with me and said I always act old and boring, never want to do anything spontaneous, always have to be in bed early. He's right I guess, I'm feeling kind of guilty. Is it just a case of being incompatible or should I really try harder to make more of an effort? So apparently OP has other posts that involve this man jumping on OP and threatening to hit OP. So I think there's really greater issues at hand here than what even OP's describing here. In fact, it's almost worrying that OP's just going on about this stuff when there's greater issues like that. Like obviously there's already plenty signs of incompatibility right there. Our next story is me, 34 year old female, got in a disagreement with my boyfriend, 38 year old male, about shaving before I come to visit. Basically, we were on the phone and I said I can't wait to have sexy time this weekend. We are long distance for about two months. He said he was excited for it too and was like, you should shave your you know what before you come visit me. I said it stresses me out when you say that and he cut me off before I could say because and finish my sentence. He was upset and wanted to get off the phone. He completely shut down. I said please don't shut down on me. This doesn't have to become something and explained that the way he said it, it made me feel self-conscious like he didn't like it on Saturday when he visited. He was like, why do you think I meant that when I was trying to be cute and sexy with you? I tried to say, how would you feel if the situation was reversed? And I said it this way to you, but he said he would get excited thinking about what it implied. Long story short, his feelings were hurt because I was self-conscious instead of thinking about him doing things. And that he wanted to go, so I said okay this time. But this is the second time he's mentioned it over the last week. I don't like to shave because it hurts when the hair grows back and I get folliculitis easily. But I've told him before that if he wants to pay for a wax, I'll get that done. And I do keep it maintained. We've been together for six years. And reading the comments, I know everyone seems to say red flag, but he is an awesome guy. It hasn't been six years of this. I want to call him and talk with him about this, but I'm not sure how I should approach the situation. Any advice on how to approach this in a way that helps him understand my point of view? Update. He called me last night, but I fell asleep early, so we ended up talking this morning. He apologized and listened to how I feel. He said sorry for making me feel that way, and said he doesn't want me to shave if I don't want to. 
He also said he loves me and understands my choice, and that hair won't deter him from anything at all when he sees me again. I mean, it's fine to have a preference and even state your preference to your partner and all, but to just completely shut down and cut off and disappear like this guy did? It's incredibly frustrating for sure. I'm glad he came around on it in the end, but I just hope going forward for OP that there isn't a pattern of this kind of stuff going on where it has to be this whole thing before they finally come back around and make common sense. This next story is, I, 60-year-old female, just don't want my daughter's 30-year-old female partner, 38-year-old male, at Christmas this year. I, 60-year-old female, have two kids who each have partners. My son, 28-year-old male, is married to my daughter-in-law, 27. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Six-year-old female and my daughter, 30-year-old female, has a partner, 38-year-old male, who I'll refer to as my son-in-law to make things simpler. Son and daughter-in-law have been together for six years. Daughter and son-in-law have been on and off for about three years. Last year, daughter asked if son-in-law could stay over for the holidays, about a week. I wasn't a fan of the idea. They had just been off for several months and had only just gotten back together. I'd never met him before, and personally I just don't approve of him. But it seemed unfair for me to say no when daughter-in-law stays over almost every year. So I said yes. What a mess that turned out to be. First, I ended up paying for his plane tickets round trip because he was broke. His tickets cost $250, so I personally thought this reflected poorly on a 37-year-old guy. When the kids are home, my husband and I treat them to all meals and encourage them to eat out. We've never had to place limitations on them before because they've always been respectful. We have one really nice meal out. They cook most meals at home. They eat a lot of fast casual, so no more than $15 a meal. Well, daughter and son-in-law ended up bailing out on our dime. They had multiple $100 meals, would go to lunch and sample the entire menu, bring home multiple servings of leftovers and never eat them, order a three-course dinner every night, skip meals at home to try new restaurants, etc. A few days in, we pulled daughter aside to tell her this wasn't okay, and she said if we stopped them now, we would come across as rude hosts. Finally, son-in-law broke a house rule that we'd told them about before and smoked weed in the house. We have this rule in place because daughter-in-law is extremely sensitive to and hates the smell of weed. Luckily, we live in a warm, weed-friendly state, so all we had to do was step outside and smoke in our backyard. What's more, he lied to us about it and we only found out when our son told us that daughter-in-law could smell them smoking weed in the adjacent room. When I confronted him, he claimed that he self-medicates for PTSD. We were ecstatic when he finally left. I haven't seen him since. My daughter wants to bring him home for the holidays again this year. I said no and basically repeated the paragraph above as the reason why. 
I never got any sort of apology or even gratitude for us hosting him. He's just as broke as he was last year, so I would be bankrolling another fun vacation for this almost 40-year-old man. She said she wouldn't come home either. My husband and I said that was fine. Now she claims we're classist because we strongly prefer our daughter-in-law, who happens to be highly educated and financially independent, over sister-in-law who didn't finish high school and doesn't have stable employment. It's true that we prefer daughter-in-law, but not for these reasons, although stable employment would be nice. I just feel like I gave him a chance and he blew it. We could invite him back with more rules in place, but I honestly have no desire to ever see him again. I am aware that I could be burning a bridge with my daughter, but I want to get the message across that we don't approve of him and honestly think he's sort of a grifter and that actions have consequences. Is there a better way to go about this? I mean, I just don't think OP's out of line to say that they utterly walked all over your house and your rules and you just don't want to invite somebody like that into your house. It's not anything on the daughter, it's just he was so disrespectful, you don't feel like getting burned again. Our next story is, my wife, 30-year-old female, prefers to hang out with my sister, 28-year-old female, and I, 32-year-old male, don't know what to do. My wife and I have been married for four years and have a three-year-old son. We get along well most of the time, but lately I feel she's drifting away from me. She seems more interested in spending time with my sister than with me. She goes out with my sister once or twice a week, leaving me at home taking care of the house and our son. I don't mind her having a social life, but I feel she's been neglecting me lately. Sometimes, she doesn't share much about what she does with my sister, and it feels like they have secrets I don't like to think about. A few days ago, her parents asked us to leave our son with them for four days so they could spend time with him. I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to reconnect and do something romantic. On my day off with our son and my in-laws, I suggested we go to a restaurant or the movies. However, she said she and my sister had plans to attend a show and visit other places. That hurt me. I asked why she didn't want to spend time with me. She got upset and said I was being paranoid and jealous as always. She said I should trust her and that she wasn't doing anything wrong. I don't know what to do. I love my wife but I feel she's drifting away. I'm not sure if she's unhappy in our marriage or just wants to have fun. I don't know if I should insist she spends more time with me or let her do as she pleases. I don't know if I'm being paranoid or if I have a reason to worry. I need advice. How should I feel about this? How should I handle this situation? I mean, I do find it slightly odd and I'm confused as to why OP isn't like involved in the mix. I mean, it's your wife and sister. They have a pretty obvious common link. Why don't they seem to try to involve that even more? If you're worried that there's something going on, I mean, it's always kind of crappy to try to sneak around and look at their phone or something. I mean, apparently they put a password on it. I mean, I guess the question is, short of just straight up confronting her, how far do you want to go? Do you want to hire a PI? This next story is, my father is a meth addict and my husband wants him to live with us for a month. Should I agree? My world feels like it's been turned upside down in the last few days and I'm not sure how to cope. I feel like I've lost perspective on what is a normally healthy family dynamic. I need advice on how to proceed. For reference, my husband, male 30, and I, female 30, have been married one year and together for 10 years. Over the past three days, my husband and I have been dealing with his father's, male 63, medical emergency, spending days in the hospital together. Today, we learned that the medical emergency, now mostly resolved, was brought on when my father-in-law, Leo, had a bad reaction to snorting meth. My husband, Hector, and I had no idea that Leo was doing meth at all. It is such a shock. 
Leo claims that he does meth once a week, but Hector and I both know we can't trust Leo's story on that. Before we knew about the use, Hector had asked me if Leo could stay at our house after leaving the hospital, since the rest of the family Leo lives with wanted to remodel their floor and were worried the dust would affect Leo's asthma. I agreed to this. Now, though, things are different. Hector wants his dad to stay with us for a month to detox. Leo's brother, who also lives at Leo's house, uses as well, also news to me, and Hector worries that if Leo returns straight home, he'll go right back to using again. I worry that nothing will really be different in a month and that Hector will want Leo to stay with us longer. Leo doesn't seem to believe that he has a problem at all, so how will he kick his addiction in a mere month? I understand where Hector is coming from. This is his dad, who he loves. The rest of his family is extremely poor and uneducated and are unequipped to help at all, except for Hector's sister. She just has stricter boundaries and chooses not to help. On the other hand, the idea of having a meth addict live in my home for at least a month trying to cure him of an addiction he doesn't believe he has is enough to send me into a panic attack. Also, I'm currently undergoing fertility treatments and I'm scheduled to become a hormonal mess in about a week. I think this whole thing is too much to ask, but I'm honestly not sure. When I express hesitance about it, Hector reiterates that Leo is his dad and he would do anything for him. Then I feel selfish and worry that Hector would resent me forever if I didn't agree to do anything to help his dad. I would love some perspective because I feel so confused. I actually reached out to a therapist tonight because I know I cannot handle this alone, but I'm desperate for advice in the meantime. Should I agree to let Leo live with us? If so, what kind of boundaries do I have the right to enforce? And if not, how do I explain my refusal to my husband? I really do think this is a very tricky situation because you do really understand where Hector's coming from. But the problem here is, I do agree that in a month, especially for somebody that isn't willing to even admit that they have a problem, it's not likely that anything's going to change and even if they do detox for that month, there's probably a great chance that they will just immediately run off and go right back to using again. And that would also be part of why I would also be afraid that they would be staying for a lot longer than a month. This might easily go from, they're just staying with us for a month, to a near rest of his life project. And I'd be curious if that flooring thing really is an actual excuse or if they just don't want Leo there. I think there's more professional help needed rather than Hector trying to face this on himself. Our next story is, my 28-year-old male, girlfriend, 30-year-old female, kissed her friend and expected me to find it hot. I, 28-year-old male, have been dating my girlfriend, 30-year-old female, for four months now, and it's the first time something like this has happened. We were at a party and suddenly I see her full-on making out with a friend of hers. The friend was female, of the same age as hers, I think. I was too stunned to speak, but we talked later. I told her it was cheating and she said it wasn't since it was a girl. Also, her ex used to find it hot and she knows all guys fantasize about it. Even my friends who saw it said it's nothing to worry about. Only a couple of friends agreed with me that it's wrong. How do I make her understand it's inappropriate? I don't want to break up unless it becomes a pattern but she has to admit it's wrong before we can move forward. Help please. I definitely think that's cheating through and through, especially if it's not something you cleared your consent for. I think if they're unwilling to see that from your perspective and understand your side of things, that you're not her ex, then there's a fundamental issue for the rest of this relationship. This next story is my 22-year-old male, best friend, 22-year-old female, is living with me after a tragedy and has started wearing my clothes when she goes out. What do I make of this? 
Okay, so I'm definitely going to do my best to keep this anonymous, so hopefully secondary accounts are allowed. Also want to say I appreciate all of you who take time out of our day to read this. I have a best friend we'll name Lauren. Lauren and I have been close dating back to high school. I was a new kid and she was the first person I really befriended and she introduced me to so many people. Over the years, we've stuck by each other through everything, even when others had their fallouts. We're naturally very private people, so it's really just solidified our relationship. Recently, her parents were making a trip back home to come see her for her birthday and were tragically struck by a drunk driver and died shortly after. She was later notified when they were brought to the closest hospital, which was far enough away where she didn't even get to say goodbye. Her and her boyfriend tried making the trip, but it didn't work out. Days later, her boyfriend broke up with her, citing that he lost feelings, but even if she denies it, I know it's because he had no clue what to even do going forward, how to handle it, etc. I don't blame him either, but it's just another component added on to this horrible situation. After they broke up, I told her to move in with me. I figure that she shouldn't be alone and while this is above my pay grade and I have no clue what I'm doing, I care about her a lot. I have a two bedroom apartment complex with no neighbors currently. Told her she could take my room while I cleaned out the other room since I was using it as storage. She really appreciated it and followed suit. I plan to take my couch for the weekend till I got everything situated. However, the night of, I got home from work and she asked if I would sleep with her. Not sexually, as she didn't want to sleep alone told her only if she was comfortable with that and she needed to communicate more than ever with me. She doubled down and I hopped in and out of the shower and climbed into bed. She ended up grabbing my arm and wrapped it around her stomach and scooted up right against me, which basically told me she wanted to cuddle, so I pulled her close and we went to sleep. We did this for the whole weekend until I got the other room ready, but even when everything was ready, she didn't want her bed put together and just preferred that we turn that room into an office as she requested that we continue sleeping together, as she really enjoys it. I had no issue, especially since it was making her happier, and again, she is clearly communicating, which I'm really valuing at the moment. Eventually, once we settled in, she started going back to work, and doing so, I also encouraged her to explore therapy, and we're still currently working on finding the right therapist for her. She's tried a couple, but weren't the right fit. Last weekend, she wanted to go out and see everyone, It's the first time she's seen most of these people since it happened, so I was on high alert for most of the night. Thing is, she's been wearing my clothes lately. She wears my sweats around the apartment and when she runs errands. When we go out, she's wearing my Carhartt sweatshirts, hats, etc. And the other night, she was wearing one of my shirts and a pair of my boxers to bed. I haven't really made much of this, but someone mentioned if I was sleeping with her, sexually, which threw me off at first, because that's just insane given the recent events and the context of our relationship, but they made notice of the fact that she's wearing my stuff. The friend I was talking to mentioned, we don't usually do that unless something is going on, and I just brushed it off and denied any idea of that, and she said, well, maybe she's domesticating. I moved on from the convo. However, I thought about it when we went to bed that night and just wondering if I'm overlooking things or even have a completely different idea of what's going on than she does. I'm not looking at anything like that with her. Wounds are still fresh and I have no clue what I'm doing when it comes to the day-to-day with her. I just want her to feel safe and comfortable and whatever she's doing is making her feel okay, I'm cool with it. However, I need to know whether what's happening is the best way to handle it. It's hard to get those questions answered right now, and that's so ironic because I've been big on communication lately. 
Thanks again, y'all. I think it's a tough thing because she was at a very low point and OP stepped in and gave her nothing but kindness and a safe space and a level of intimacy that they needed at that point. I think the bottom line is communication has to be the way forward here. I feel like with this situation, when you're having these concerns that maybe there's something more that she's feeling, that's something you need to just be honest and have a talk with her about to understand where things lie. I don't think you can necessarily say yes or no, this is or what it isn't is because they're wearing these clothes.